This is the Liberator Podcast from Giant Worldwide. Happy New Year and welcome to the Liberator Podcast, number 17, 2017. Hey, it's going to work. There you go. We do one a year. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, Steve Cockrum. Thank you, Jeremy. How are you today? I'm incredibly well. Um, I'd like to say I've not overindulged on the Christmas festivities, but that would be a lie, and I will be joining the multitude of others as we renew our gym memberships on January the 2nd <laughs> to undo the previous two weeks where I think I've maybe put on a few pounds, but luckily I was so thin and athletic before, it hasn't really mattered. Right, I get it. I've, I have to say, I have had a few cheat days have uh, you? since in my whole 30 um, yes. plan, but it's still uh, something that I'm attaining or hoping for for Good. The, the new year. It's interesting, I, I actually like broccoli and greens now. Do you? And nuts and fruits that I would never have eaten before. But anyway, it's interesting. That's awesome. Yeah. Put it on your cheeseburger. Gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, let's get after it. Today is a fun, fun day. We're going to talk about uh, the peace index. We're going to talk about actually how you view your year and uh, how do you think about your year. So um, the the specifics of the peace index, we have a tool that we use at Giant. And by the way, explain real quick for those who haven't. Uh, explain how we use tools and visual language. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay. So, um, intentionality is a word, and we often say to people, "How do you create a healthy culture of leadership inside the different parts of your world?" And if you remember that leaders always define the culture. You may not like your culture, but that doesn't mean you're not responsible for it. So, if leaders define culture, we actually asked in the very beginning of our journey. How do you become intentional in creating culture? And what we found, according to the anthropologists, were that language creates culture, and language is created of words or pieces of vocabulary that come to mean the same thing at the same time in the same place with the same people, and they kind of know what they mean. And the problem we found was we don't live really in a word or vocabulary-based culture anymore. So people remember what they see in a visual culture far more than what they hear in an oral culture. So our challenge was this, could we create words that could be expressed in a simple visual tool that everyone could use as a common vocabulary for leadership so that they could actually have the honest conversations which would be a bit more objective rather than, you know, this is you, get over it, and that actually you begin to create a healthier culture in every circle of influence, whether that's with your family, whether it's with your team, whether it's your organization. So you've heard us speak before about putting the gears in as vocabulary, putting voices in as vocabulary. And during our podcast, we'll often share specific tools, which obviously we describe for you, but they're all designed to be visually engaging and with a minimum amount of words, but a maximum amount of application. So why don't you teach us just the Yeah, so index. one of the tools is called the Peace Index, and it actually was originally sourced from one of our buddies, Frog or Ewing. Yeah. And so Frog is his actual Frog name. might listen to this if I tell him we mentioned it. There you go, that's right. So uh, in England, <laughs> and Frog is an amazing man and such a great uh, person, so we really, really uh, value his input in our life. But the concept is this. You take, um, I'm trying to think how to explain it. You actually have like a... Uh, four circles, you have one in the middle, so you have uh, one main circle and three that are around it, almost like the sun and uh, the the planets around it. And purpose is one circle that's surrounding it, people in place, peace is in the middle. So if you draw a piece as a middle circle like the sun with a percentage, what percentage of peace are you at right now? Mm -hmm. So when you look at your world, it's really important as you go into 2017 to know where are you currently. Uh, and the three other circles are kind of an aggregate. So purpose is at the top, and for me, 
Uh, purpose, it, it means basically what you're calling, what are you doing, what's your purpose? Do you feel like what you're doing is aligning with who you really are? And people happen, or the second circle, people happen to be the people that you live with, people you work with, uh, family, friends, uh, co-workers, partners. How, how is the health of those people? And then lastly is place, the last circle that, that's kind of surrounding peace. And place happens to be where you're living, where's your office, what's your neighborhood, what's your city, what's your state, what's your country, all of those things. And so for me, and I tell this story often, um, uh, going back in time, uh, prior to moving from Oklahoma City to Atlanta when we bought John Maxwell's assets, my purpose when we bought uh, Maxwell was really, really high because it put us on a global stage. It allowed us to, it allowed me to do things and, and think through and, and connect with people and uh, have all these strategic partners. So my purpose went to about a 90, 93%. The people that, that were with those teams, it was brand new. The company wasn't doing well before we bought them. So they uh, really uh, responded well for me coming in. And then the place was Atlanta. It was brand new. Um, it was trees, uh, close, great airport, close to the mountains, close to the beaches. It was really great. But for me, purpose is number one, people are second, and, and place is third. So my overall, if I aggregate all those together, my overall peace index at that time was about a 93%. Now, fast forward six years later, <laughs> made it through a recession, mm. uh, had to deal with all types of personalities, um, ha had all types of business transition and changes, and so what, I, what happened with me is my purpose of liberation, of giant, all the things I really wanted to do got covered up in good things. We had the Catalyst Conference that we had built and started and, and kind of built nationally. We had the LeaderCast brand. We had the Chick-fil-A partnership. We had John Maxwell and other partnerships with other thought leaders, Henry Cloud, uh, Mark Sanborn, uh, playing with Pat Lencioni and other people. All those people and things covered up my own purpose so I felt like I was managing other people's purposes but I was not managing mine so what happens my purpose started to fall then all the people that were around me the great people but they were all tied to the other purpose and then all of a sudden the place the traffic of Atlanta oh my goodness then you wake up what happens if your purpose falls and that's your number one thing and your people people starts uh, decreasing in your mind then the third one kind of gets exacerbated so place then all of a sudden became a nuisance so I fell from a 93% all the way to a 60 something percent fast forward three years after that and I'm living in London uh, in an old monastery we're out in the middle of this amazing area and I'm partnering with Steve Cockrum and um, our purpose goes back way up in the 90s people I'm around shoot back up in the 90s and then the place was magical and so again I went from a 93 to a 61 back to a 93 all in over that period of time and so it wasn't just how am I doing that day this was over over time and I still remain and then we moved back to Oklahoma I've still remained really high with purpose and people that place can be lower and it doesn't really drag me down, mm -hmm. uh, even though I really like what we're doing here in, in, in Oklahoma. So yeah, that's so, my example. What, what yeah, it's great. So I guess as you're listening to Jeremy, I, I wonder 
you know, what we're going to do in a moment is just where are you now at the start of the year? You know, to take a, a benchmark because if you don't deal with reality, it's not possible to, to change. So I guess for me, if you, you ask right now um, at the start of this new year, my purpose has probably never been higher. I love what I do. I feel that in some ways we're three and a half years into building this thing. So we've got a lot more people doing the things that perhaps I'm not as good at or don't like as much in startup you get a chance to do everything whether you like it or not so i actually feel that we're being increasingly intentional in saying i'm actually living far more into the things that i absolutely adore and i think i was made for so purpose is really high right now i mean i don't know probably as high as it's ever been people um i'm you know i'd say the people i get to do life with i mean like you know even today kevin DeShazo's coming and yesterday it was Ryan and Carrie Underwood. And when I look at the fact in just about a week and a bit's time, we're gonna be in Florida, in Naples, Florida, for our first Liberator Network retreat, which is really all of our extended family, all the people who've been supporters, clients, friends in the journey we're on. And they're all coming to spend time with us, to celebrate in many ways what's happened, to share our stories, to connect our lives together. So I look at the family of Giant. I look at the people around the world that I get to do life with and go, this is an incredible privilege. We live our values. That was something Kevin said to us, wasn't it? It meant a great deal. He said, guys, you're one of the few leaders I know who truly live their values. And that was always our heart's desire. So people for me is huge. Um, I'm lucky in the sense that, you know, my kids are at home. Um, they're at a great age. They still love their dad. Maybe that's because I travel enough to make them still miss me. Place. I think that's been the big, big growth for me in 2016. Um, you know, we lived in the States for five years. I always joke and say I'm an American in exile in Britain with a British passport. <laughs> Had the green card process gone through, we would have still been here. Right. And I think there is always an element. In the last three summers, I brought the family out for a six-week American adventure. And it's really hard not to fall in love with America if you're a pioneering, entrepreneurial kind of character. And this summer, I think, was the first time coming back where I actually knew we were supposed to live where we are. And I have a nurturer wife for whom places probably comes after people, but certainly for purpose. And we'd lived, it turned out, in, I think, I don't know how many houses, but we'd never lived in a house more than two years since we were married 24 years ago. Wow. And... Um, now, some of you are having deep sympathy with Helen as well. And if you listen to anything we talk about, that usually happens. But it was almost like actually knowing this is our place. This is the place where we're putting down roots in the local community. We've been in the same house for three years. The kids are in schools. We've got a great church, great community, real friends, giant community growing around us. So I would say the reason my peace index is higher than it's ever been right now is because I think I've nailed place. Somebody, when we were in uh, our adventure in the summer, you know, I, I often, you know, go, somebody prayed for me. And uh, she just said, she said, Steve said, you're worried about place. This was in the middle of nowhere. She had no idea what it was. And she said, I think the word for you is this. Place is less important than you think because wherever you are is the place that you're meant to be. And that really released me to go, well, I'm in Oklahoma or I'm in Atlanta or I'm in London, I'm in Indonesia, wherever it might be. Actually, wherever I am is my place. But for my family, having a place which is home, immovable and constant is a real gift. And I see them blossom in that. So there you go. That's my 
I promise you, there've been years when I would have gone. Is it opposite? Eh, no. But, but, so what's so great about the peace index is it's different than just saying, "Hey, Steve, how are you?" Yeah, that's good. So how are you? And and you might go, uh, "Yeah." Well, I've right. just given you a rambling narrative. As obviously a you know ENTP pioneer connector, I can talk for England. But here's a great exercise for you guys to do at home: sit down with someone you love, someone you care about, and say. Let's talk about our peace index and just do what I did. So how's your purpose? How's your people? How's your place? And put some flesh on the bone of the narrative, which will tell you why the peace is X or Y. What's really important though is to note which is the most important to you. Yeah. Because uh, you can sustain, again, you may place for me, it doesn't really matter where I live. As long as my purpose and people are great. Yeah. But if those, if the purpose starts to go, Yes. Then everything else kind of falls apart. Yeah. So what what this does, the peace index, it helps you understand yourself better. It helps yeah. you see and diagnose better. To go, oh well, no wonder. It may be that you need to move. Yeah. It may be that your office is in the wrong setting. Sometimes I can tell people rearrange your house, rearrange your office, ch- change things because yeah. if if something's off, we'll figure it out. And one of the things I'd say on that as well is it's probably quite important to know what the peace index is for your spouse. So in some ways, if you have one of those louder, more dominant voices that actually carries a huge amount of power, what I realize is probably because place wasn't hugely important to me. It was purpose and people. But for Helen, place was hugely important because it was the anchor of the community she could truly be herself. So I think understanding what your order is and then asking the question is what does it mean to balance the needs and the desires of the individual i think that's been a certainly a conversation where i've experienced an element of growth shall we say jeremy yeah, yeah. so you take that and now take it into your work environment so if you're thinking 2017 for work we have another tool that we use it's called the 730 principle uh, or as Steve calls it, the Cockrum's Law. Cockrum's uh, Law. Uh, as, as he created this, and it's really helpful. <laughs> well, Pareto had one. Why can't I? Absolutely. Who says we can't? It's our values. So uh, if, you, if you think of the, the picture is someone standing uh, with their right hand and left hand. So walk us through 70-30 and then tie it into the peace index. Sure. So the principle is this, is if you can spend 70% of your time in your life doing the things that come naturally to you, that are energizing, that you can be unconsciously competent in, you will always have the energy and the resources to do the 30% of things which are, un, you know, you always got to learn conscious competence, they're potentially draining, um, and it's always a learned behavior. So we'll often tie that in with the voices, first of all, and say, well, I, my voice order is pioneer, connector, creative, guardian, nurturer. So what that means to me is if I can spend 70% of my time, not just my work, but across the whole of my kind of life, doing the things that I'm by nature made for, I will have energy for my nurturer guardian hands, which are always more learnt behavior. So when I've got to write documents, read legalese, board reports, uh, let alone care for people who are not going to get better or don't want to change the world, all those things are conscious competence. And what we find is, actually, if you ask, where are you right now? What's the balance? We're not saying 100-0 is the goal. This is our little bit of a beef with Strength Finder. Not that we don't love Strength Finder, because I love having all those words with, I'm an energizer or a maximizer. It's so American, I love it. But it's almost saying, actually, if we just focus solely on uh, the things that come naturally to us, we don't grow as much. My observation in me is my character grows, 
as I embrace some of the challenge of the things that are not natural for me. But if you get too far out of balance, you begin to become not just less productive, but you have less and less energy for what you're doing. So where your balance your 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 is 60/40 or 50/50 or below 50/50, you can usually sustain that for up to a year if you know why you're doing it. So if you're on a rotation for training and it's something that's not natural for you, but you know you're going to be able to do it, it's fine. But it's when it becomes your new normal, and you're in 40/60, and you know that happens because all of a sudden your job becomes something you do in order to then do the thing that you really are passionate about. And I don't know anyone who can sustain an imbalance of 70-30 over an extended period of time, however much they get up and go, come on, you can do this, you can do this. Which will affect their peace index. Absolutely. Around, because it's really tied into the purpose, Absolutely. people, and yes. even place. But it's yes. really, that purpose all of a sudden starts to drop. Yeah. So I woke up one day realizing I'm 40-60. I'm yeah. I'm what did that look like? What, what were you doing? Well, so I was, I was running... Um, Again, running this company, Giant Empire, I was running Leader Cast and Catalyst, and I was overseeing, and I was in an event business, and I always wanted to go deeper mm. than our events allowed us to. Yeah. And so for me, I was trying to create all these these things that we're doing now. So I then had to manage all of these people. I had to manage processes. I had to manage events. I had to oversee investor relations, investor relationships, relationships. So it was not what I, I'm a connector, creative mm. pioneer. Yeah. But I was almost having to play uh, a guardian and pioneer combination, mm. yeah. and that's not my sweet spot. So my connector and my creative kind of got taken out, mm. and so over time, I'm almost becoming bankrupt, yeah. which is really what it is. It's like almost like bankruptcy to, to your soul mm. of what what you're doing, what you're about, and I you know I have days where I literally would cry. I'm like, I'm crying before I'm going to work. Like I don't want to go. I yeah. don't want to do this. I, my famous story is I, I watched one movie nine <laughs> times in a year. We were soldiers. It was Mel Gibson. We were soldiers because I needed inspiration yeah. to help me get through that year. Yeah. It was just it was a painful year for me, um, all because I was out of my natural strengths. I was doing learned behavior, yeah. and, uh, and and you know I'm almost like riding with my left hand, but I'm really right-handed. Yeah. So what is, tell them a little bit, to put flesh on the way. when you're connector creative, so we usually say when your first two voices are really firing, that's what the 70% looks like. So for you, talk to us about what you're doing at the moment where you are so energized, what does the connector creative voice look like? What type of activities fit in that 70%? Yeah, so I'm a collaborator and I'm a futurist, so I love to look, I love to do things with people that where everyone wins, mm -hmm. and I love to do things that... Uh, who says we can't? Yeah. And I love to to find things and create things like, huh, that's an idea. So, currently, we're we're building programs uh, for uh, from education and in the sports world to speakers bureaus to affiliates. Uh, we've got programs where people can take our five voices and be certified inside companies or be affiliated that they can actually be certified to train. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we have our associate network where we're actually working inside companies. So for me, I get the, the benefit of kind of playing the chief scout. So I'm always I'm scouting. We're trying to find, and by the way, we're trying to find, and I'm scouting right now. Of course you are. We're trying to find <laughs> uh, uh, new associates, people who want to be consultants on the giant um, world work in other cities and sectors around the world. Uh, we're trying to find affiliates, those who really want to do maybe the five voices and train it or be certified on it. 
uh, we're trying to find you know clients, people who need help, who want a system that actually works. Uh, and and then I'm I'm basically have friends, like people that we serve, clients that we serve already, that I get to love on and and help inspire. So for me. I'm best when I have the chance to have ingenuity. Mm, yes. When I have the chance to have freedom to work and I can use my connector creative pioneer mind yeah. to make things happen for people, that's where I'm at my best. But when I feel obligated mm. or I felt heavy or weighted down by responsibility, by um, other people who have these almost guardian rules over me, yeah. then it just kills my soul and yeah. it takes my... 70-30 down to 30-70 easily. So where you have the connector creative for the NFP, I would say is that the more freedom you can give them to be almost maverick free radicals in the system, the more you get out of them. And for some of you who love the kind of order system structure, how many hours have you sat in your desk every day, you won't get the best out of your connectors, connector creative by doing that because at their best they live the most incredibly integrated life. So you will always be talking about the things you're excited about even when you're on a podcast you know it's it just comes out of you and that's what the health of that 70% looks like where you get to be who you are you get to almost share whatever it is that you have that you're passionate about and shape the future for people and things you believe in so it's it's massively helpful when you know that for yourself but you imagine what happens when you begin to understand what that might look like for your children, for your team, for your organization? That idea of basically going, how do I get healthy first of all? How do my peace index go to a good level? How does my 7030 get aligned? And at that point, you can begin applying this process and these insights to liberate the others in your world as well. So, And that's why we often use the phrases, know yourself to lead yourself. Mm. What's the peace index for yourself? Know your family to lead your family. Yeah. Know your team to lead your team. So the more you know, the more you can liberate. You can learn to, to calibrate what support, what challenge they need to help them get into the right peace index, yeah. in the right place, and even to the right uh, percentage from a 70-30 perspective. And depending on your foundational voice, it's how much you have the capacity to create your own 70-30 versus the need you have for those around you to help you do it. So if you think of the voice order of strength, so pioneers will almost always create an environment where they get to be at their best because they have such a powerful voice and they often use their intellect to shape a world which allows them to control it. But if you're at the other end of that continuum, you're a, you're a nurturer by first voice and your inclination is to care and to lay yourself down for others, you need others to create the environment which help you actually be in your 70-30. So that's the thing of going, I would say for most um, particularly for nurturers and creative first voices, you're often dependent upon the the wisdom, knowledge, and expertise of the others who create the environment for you to be your best. Connectors, you will almost always find a way to be at your best. You'll always find a way, even if it sometimes means you end up going outside your organization because the connector needs to feel the love in order to kind of fire their 70%. So, you know, just a few little tips on that process. And our goal for you, the listener, is for you to increase your peace index. We hope that in 2017, that you will become intentional in looking at your world, mm. making certain changes, but having the language and the visuals to be able to do that. That's the whole goal, so that you can not only help yourself, but then you'll have a tool to help other people in your life. Any last thoughts? 
And I think do those two exercises with someone, you know, start of this new year, be honest, what's your 70-30 right now? What are the numbers? And which way is it trending? Sometimes if you're 50-50 but you know it's going up, it's fine. If you're 50-50 and you're looking at the first quarter and thinking, I'm going to be using my 30%, my other hand, my low voices, then it may be worth actually starting to think, how can I begin to change that balance? If you can't do it in work, how can you give yourself some freedom in another part of your world? But those two lenses of your peace index and your 70-30 give you two great ways of looking at reality right now and beginning to ask what would it take to change that in an intentional way in 2017. Absolutely, thank you Steve. Good, we hope, we, we want the best for you, we want you to fight for the highest possible good. Thanks for letting us be a part of your world. Fantastic. Thanks so much for listening. That concludes today's episode of the Liberator Podcast from Giant Worldwide. You can find out more information about us online at giantworldwide.com.